Did you know that the original Final Fantasy creator, Hironobu Sakaguchi, made a spiritual successor to that legendary series called Fantasian for Apple Arcade, and every level in the game is a handmade, physical miniature model. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing, and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au forward slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today at sifter.com.au forward slash arcade for a one month free trial of Apple Arcade and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. This offer is for new subscribers only $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. Hello and welcome to Mainstream by Pixel Sift. My name is Mitch and joining me is Scott. Hey Scott. Hey Mitch, how are you doing? And here at Pixel Sift, we love indie games and sharing creativity from many international developers on our award-winning podcast. But on this show called Mainstream, we discuss games we've been playing recently and what we've been reading in the news. So first up, Scott, what have you been playing? I have gone back a little bit. Uh as is um, tradition a little bit on this mainstream shows, we seem to go back and play some older games. But uh, I've been playing The Witcher because obviously that is all over everywhere at the moment. The Witcher is so hot right now. So hot yeah, right now. So hot right now. Hansel, so hot yeah. right now. And I've been playing Pico Tanks by Panda Arcade. It's a multiplayer tank brawler for mobile and a game we featured on the Pixel Civ podcast before. Australia's best video game podcast. Subscribe to Pixel Sift on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. Yeah, so I've been playing the uh, Witcher Three, um, which is the newest one. Um, I assume most gamers out there will know about it, and if not, have played it. Uh, but I, much like a lot of our other people out there, watched the Netflix series recently and couldn't help jump back into it. Um, I never actually finished The Witcher when I played it a couple of years ago because it has been out for four years, almost four years now. So and you jumped into The Witcher three. You yes. haven't played the other two. I've never. That's yeah, terrible. It's terrible as it is. Yeah. Um, well, I haven't played any of them, so don't worry about it. It just didn't come really onto my radar until um, you know, basically until two kind of blow up. I've, I have lots of friends that are mad about the series, I'm much more into RPGs than I generally am. And yeah, they, they pushed me into it and I didn't regret it, but I never finished it the first time. Um, the problem I, I get with RPGs is, uh, especially as they get a little bit more advanced and the options of what you can do outside of the main quest get greater, I tend to waste a lot of time until I'm you know nine months into a game and I'm not even a quarter of the way through and I kind of just lose steam. I did the same thing with Red Dead. Um, I did the same thing with Skyrim um, and I did it with The Witcher. So, I've gone back in um, and I, I've, I've tried to stream it as well to give myself a little bit of a boot up the butt behind. Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to just stick to the main quest and I'm loving it. I'm, I really am loving it. I didn't... It's not that I didn't like it the first time, to be honest. It was a great game. It is a great game. Um, but now I understand a little bit more of the lore um, and the backstory behind The Witcher. I find there's a lot, a lot more drive for me to play it. Which I'm assuming is the same with a lot of people out there and why it's apparently because apparently there's about, I don't know exactly, I should have looked this up, but there's about the same amount of people, if not more, playing now 
than there was at launch. So that's the thing. So this the the T TV show, the Netflix series. Mm. Is, so you watched that, and that inspired you to play the game again. Basically, yeah. Nice, yeah. So I I only watched the Netflix series. What did and you think of the Netflix series? I I thought it was pretty good. I the production value is great. I I don't think I'm the type of person who is observed enough to take advantage of the type of storytelling they've done. Okay. How, like, all the timelines are different yeah, and they converge so at the do end. You, do you know what? The, um, the first few episodes with the way they did the jumping back and forth of the timeline really threw me off. Because unlike um, a lot of times when they'll go back and replay the same scene um, in, in different kind of series, generally it's very easy to pick up on what's happening and you're like, oh, okay, you know, this is from their point of view or this is the same scene. And they've played it exactly the same way, so you you pick up on it. But I, f- I was really confused till about episode four or five, I think, with The Witcher, because uh, I didn't know what was happening. I like I got that they were going back and forth, but I I, I was just really confused. I it because the, the Witcher himself is quite timeless in his appearance. I sure. didn't. I yeah, I got very confused very quickly. Right. Because I and I also didn't realize that certain characters were. Those characters again. I was seeing them again because I only saw them very briefly in one in one episode. Same thing happened to me. I was like, "Is that yeah. the same person?" Like, uh, uh, I'm sure that sh- I'm sure they just died. Yeah, what I thought, is going on? I thought maybe they were. Yeah. Anyway, the, I don't think I'm the right person for that kind of storytelling. <laughs> but does does the game do this kind of thing as well? Um, obviously, the game you're controlling it, so it's a lot more linear in that fashion. And so, so no, not really. Uh, what? the game yeah i don't know i really would have liked to go back and play from the start like play the original witcher although i have seen a few articles about how it doesn't hold up very well right the witcher 3 you know it's a four-year-old game and it does hold up it's really and i'm playing on console as well so the graphics haven't got any better you know uh, they've, they've stayed the same so this must have come out in like the early years of the ps4 then uh the original Witcher, oh, the Witcher three, the, oh, one the Witcher three. Playing. Well, what what time, when did the PS four come out? Well, I, th- I would have I oh, about five me. years ago. PS four release date. We don't have a producer here to fact check us. We're alone <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> yeah, uh, so fifteenth of November, twenty thirteen. Oh, okay. So you know, it'd been out for a year and a bit. All right, definitely yeah. wasn't like a launch release or anything like that. So what do you think? Closing thoughts on The Witcher. Oh, The Witcher yeah. game? Yeah. It is fantastic. I would recommend it to anybody that really liked the series. Uh, expect the, yeah, you, I think you, you learn enough from the series to be able to jump into the, the Witcher 3 and not be completely confused like I was when I first played it. Cool. Um, you know, it, it's probably not going to win any awards for its combat mechanics, even though they're not bad. They're just, you know, they're nothing to write home about. Um, what really sells it? Is not surprisingly the story. Right. Um, it's an amazing RPG and it's an okay action ad- adventure game. But the story and the lore is incredible because it's all, I don't know if you, um, you've realized this, but it's all based, you know, it wasn't, it's not just a Netflix series based on a game. It's a game based on some book, book series. Yes. Yeah. Well, yep. It's book series, actually. Yes. Um, all through the 90s, I believe, um, from a Polish order- author. So, does it make you excited for CD Projekt Red's next title, uh, Cyberpunk 2077? It does, but I was already excited by that. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> just it's just a good game, and, and I, it, it deserves all the accolades it gets, and I'm glad that Netflix has kind of followed it up and, and reintroduced it to a whole new audience that probably would have never played it otherwise. Sit down for a chat with your pals in video games. This is Mainstream by Pixel Sift. 
I have been playing Pico Tanks. So it's a, it's kind of like, it's by Panda Arcade, and that's an Australian developer, and we've actually had them on uh, the Pixel Sift uh, show. Uh, they, um, we got Paul, we had Paul Jakovic on episode 127 of Pixel Sift. So if you want to go check out how that game was made, you can listen to that episode of Pixel Sift. But, uh, so this, it's one of the games I've been spending the most time on over the holiday period because, okay. um, during, over the holiday period, a lot of my friends had come back into town and, and, uh, I hadn't really had much time to actually sit down and game, but Pico, Pico Tanks is a mobile game. So... Um, What's the gist of the game? So it's a it's a PvP multiplayer tank game where you kind of uh, it's uh, where you play as like a little cartoon tank, and it's got it's got like real time combat. It's not like a it's not like a tradition what people think of a mobile game where it's kind of turn based and you kind of just click things to do. It's mm. you're actually it's actually an action game, right? Which is uh, which is great. And uh, it's it's my t- it's one of the it's a mobile game that I've been looking forward to for a while because I don't like all those games where you kind of just click on something and you wait for something to happen. Yeah, or you- I, I yeah I I never got um the turn based stuff. Yeah, I, it, you know I I get it. You know I played what was the uh, big one back when I was in like high school like Heroes. Yeah, of Might and Magic was or something like that. Clash of Clans or something. No, like it was that, like or? way back in the yeah. day. This, I'm talking like late nineties, early two thousand yeah. sort of thing. You know, there was t- an era where turn-based was the thing because, yep. you know, technology hadn't caught up. But now that technology's dope, I don't really get the turn-based stuff. It's a little bit boring for me. Yeah. So, in terms of Pico Tanks, throws all of that out the window. Yeah, good. And it, it, it's kind of like a top-down. It almost reminds me almost like, because some of the tanks have healing abilities and some of them are like tank tanks and they some of them do more damage. It almost reminds me of Overwatch in some ways. Oh wow. Sometimes because it's 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 quite team based. One of the main the main um game modes which is presented to the player mostly is this hold the flag mode. So one person holds the flag for as long as possible until the time runs out and yep. then whoever's held it for the longest period of time um is the winner. How do you go maneuvering uh your tank in via mobile like so, do, is it is it the sensor type stuff or do you have some buttons on the screen yeah so you've just got the standard it's it's if you've ever seen a joystick on a screen for a mobile game it's it looks exactly like that yeah and i traditionally don't like that mm. and but they've made it work and i think it might just been me cool uh because this really works for me now there's only two axes you just need to control and the way they've the way the abilities are actually on the screen and you just push the buttons as you see them. And then the uh, the UI is very nice. It actually reminds me a lot of Overwatch, the UI, because like, <laughs> like when abilities want to move off cooldown, you see them actually like recharge like a, on a little like clock face. Right. And uh, it's very it's very awesome. Yeah, you've made a couple of reference to Overwatch already, which is a very high praise from you, being yeah. like probably your favorite game of all time, maybe. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'd say a glowing review from you, Mitch. Absolutely. Yeah, nice. Um, so, and, and who, who would like this game? I think Overwatch fans, maybe. <laughs> I don't think Overwatch fans would like this right, game. Okay, it, it's just you. It's it's for people who want something a little bit more action orientated out of their mobile games, but don't necessarily want something as high stakes as some of the other action games that are on mobile. Um, it's currently free on the on whatever on whatever store you want to play it on i play it on um, an android device and currently there are no ads in it either at the time of recording or recording this in january of 20 uh 20 <laughs> 2020 yep and uh so it currently has no ads um it does have microtransactions because you know it's a mobile game and it's free so of course it does yeah um and they gotta earn the money somewhere but i've been playing it for about 
a month now and I have not seen the need to actually buy anything. Mm -hmm. I, I probably will buy stuff because I like the game and yeah. I want to support the developers. But right now my tank is pretty up upgraded and it's awesome. See, that's what I love about like a good quality uh, mobile game. It's uh, Or even just free games in general that make you want to pay money. Yeah. Um, the last one that did that for me was like Talk Drift. Yeah, uh, we had those guys on the show actually. Yes, uh, and and I guess Apex is a perfect example. I liked it so much. I was like, no, you guys, you guys get my money. Yep, you earned this. And also, it doesn't do that stupid thing that a lot of mobile games do, where like it stops you from playing for a while. Like they don't, they don't require Down time you to- so that you like yeah. you've got five hours to like regenerate. Your I hate that tank, whatever. Yeah, so like mm. the ability to it's play the game at all. Yeah, it just seems like. Oh, you played the game a lot. All right, now you have to wait to play more. <laughs> I'm it just punish like, you from playing it so much. Yeah, so it doesn't have it doesn't have ads in it currently, mm -hmm. and it doesn't have that mechanic in it currently. Um, it, and it re recently released a team deathmatch. It game sounds kind of awesome. It is very awesome. <laughs> cool. So that's Pico Tanks. You can listen to our conversation with Paul Jakovic from the developer Panda Arcade on episode 127 of the flagship podcast. If you want to learn more about how that game was made. This is Mainstream by Pixel Sift. Anyway, I think we'll move on to our news topics. So I think we'll start off with mine first because it's a bit lighter. Sure. Um, so PlayStation or Sony have just released the new logo for <laughs> the PS5. And yes. it is gorgeous. I like it. Ooh. It's a set. For, for the audio listeners that may not have seen it, go look it up. But yeah, I'll go explain. look at it right now. It just looks like the ps4 it's the ps4 logo just with a five on the end of it with the exact same font and the internet has just i think that that they've been given a hard time about it but i i really think that it it it's great like it's so on brand it it i really prefer it to the xbox naming system that doesn't seem to have any sort of rules or conventions oh my god preach yeah like, obviously, we are PlayStation. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm currently converting yep. to pl PC, but I'm very, very much a PlayStation um, uh, person at heart. What did people expect? Like you said, it's on brand. People have logos. Yeah. Like, logos in exist for a reason. If you just change it every time. Also, it's three, like, it's three digits. Yeah, it's like three digits. P, S, and a number. You know, you can't reinvent the wheel there, really. And if you do, people are going to slag you out for it. Yeah, like <laughs> Xbox. I actually... Oh, freaking Xbox. Don't get me don't... started on the Xbox One XXSXXXXX. I have no idea. So, you just made fun of Xbox for the new name. <laughs> I actually can't name the new Xbox on I the don't top know of what my it head. Is. I, I don't know what it is. Did you not hear what I just said? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bunch <laughs> of num numberish. Yeah, like, I need to reference the the new Xbox. I don't know what it's called. No. Um, and, but I know what it looks like, but I don't know what it's called. Sure. And... And I love PlayStation for the fact that they've just kind of gone, okay, it's the fifth one. <laughs> let's just call it that. Like, yeah, there are, and let's just- There have now know, been five of them. There it is. Um, uh, yeah, I, look, I do not understand how everyone is up in arms about the, the PS5. It's yeah. ridiculous. And like, also, yeah, I just- oh, It doesn't make sense to me in every, any level. Yeah, I've just seen a lot of things on Twitter where it's just like the PS- Like PlayStation's graphic design team. And it's just like someone using Photoshop and it's just like flipping the- Flipping the uh, <laughs> the four around and then cutting off the end and then extending the top. Oh, so good. And um, but like, I'm just thinking. I, I think everybody realizes that PlayStation know what they're doing. Oh my god! And yes. Like, I, I'm, hats off to you, PlayStation. Love your work. Yeah. I hope the console is the opposite of the logo and looks outrageous. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, they've alluded to the lines of it, but have they not actually showed us? 
I a don't think full on frontal frontal <laughs> nudes of it. <laughs> I don't think we know exactly what that looks like. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, they, look, they've never. I don't think PlayStation have ever let us down as far no. as their build. Uh, you know, probably even the most the, the ugliest ones are debatably the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like love the, them. The only thing I didn't like about the PS3 was you couldn't stack anything on top of it. True, because it was all rounded. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. Did they? I remember the original one was very rounded, yep. like the first release, but did they kind of flatten it out by the end? I don't think so. I think no. it was pretty bold. That was a bit silly, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, well, with the four, they were like, okay, yep. everything's harsh lines. Let's do this. Nice. Well, uh, yeah, I, I don't think the PS5 will be much different. Yeah. Uh, you know, what can you do? I'm hoping it's just the box. I yeah. Would, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, in, in saying, in bagging out the Xbox uh, naming... Uh, oh, Conventions? That's it. That's the word I was trying to think. There you go. I was like, gotcha. did, did something... Con- did, um, <laughs> their newer, the newer ones do look okay. As, as mm. big as the Xbox One was, the One X and One S are okay. Yeah. Like, I... Th- like it, PlayStation. What you do need to get rid of on your first generation of okay. the first running is this, of it. Um, hey, hey, this, Sony. If hey, you're Sony. Please. Why is um, I have one of the second printing. I, I don't know how to the second runs of the PS4, so it's fa- fairly old. My PS4, and mm-hmm. it still has the touch sensitive buttons on it. <gasps> yes. and I hate those. Yep. Yeah, with a passion on anything. Yeah, yeah. It's not just use only, it's everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ever. yeah, the I, Xbox One is yeah. even, like, the, the Xbox that I've got at home is ridiculous because yeah. I don't know where the button is. I literally just <laughs> I literally just mash my palm against the front of it yeah. and it turns on. Nice. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> like it because I know... You, I Sorry, was, Xbox fans. I'm, I know I must be an idiot, but it's not evident to me. I'm very jealous of your PlayStation, Scott, because yours has yeah, buttons I got the good on one. It. You actually have, like, an Ta- actual tactile, bu- tactile button. <laughs> yeah. So that's one note. I know you're listening, PlayStation. Yeah, they're always listening. Sort it out. Yeah. So, Scott, I know you have something rather in much rather meaningful to talk. I want to say serious, but more meaningful to talk about. Yeah. Um, us living in Australia is no, no uh, surprise to anybody listening to our amazing accents. Yep. Uh, we have been ravaged in this country by bushfires since uh, October of last year, and it is still going. If not, any, it's, it's worse than it ever has been. Uh, this is the worst um, bushfire season that I can remember in my time and I'm sh- and probably ever. Uh, and as the gaming community does in times of need, they pull together. And uh, a lot of streamers in Australia and worldwide have all pulled together to raise a lot of money. And no better example than that than the Click Crew who um, raised $350,000. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they expected to raise 15000 So that was- Are they Australian streamers? Yes. Uh, so that was a few of them. Yep. Um, they raised, yeah, th- about 350000 uh, for New South Wales, Victoria and South Australia and Queensland Fire Associations. Um, I think they, they split it up into three different payments. Uh, you can look at that and that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can look, look, look that up if you like. Um, so that was um, Kathleen Belston or Loser Fruit. Um, she's one of the people that I follow on Twitch. She's cool. Uh, she is very cool. Um, Nathan Creator, Ryan, and Fastfy. And they did a, it was a marathon stream, of course, because, you know, it's yep. a perfect time to do something like that if you're trying to raise a um, lot of money. Nonstop for 36 hours, Whoa. they did. Yeah. And they, you know, did That's longer than Telethon, isn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think so. Yeah, or it was Telethon two days. Anyway. You know much more about Telethon than <laughs> I, I do. I so. do. Yeah, that's super, super WA reference. But uh, yeah, keep going, Scott. I, I do that. <laughs> um, but they aren't the only ones. There's also the YouTube Collective Misfits um, released a special um, bit of merch. Um, all the money going directly to Gamer Aid Australia. Um, and, and not just in Australia as well. We had people from elsewhere. Um, Pokimane, uh, Dr. Lupo, um even um, people, oh, yeah, I don't know. Where's this stats gone? <laughs> it's but, just, I, I like how, like, the international community really has a soft spot for Australia. Like, I, I really find that whenever I tell people I'm from Australia, like, they, they think, like, wow, it's like, it's cool. It, it, it's awesome. And, and I, the, just the outreach of support that I've seen for my country even though, like it, it it's just it, it 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 means it means a lot to me. Even though I'm not directly affected by fires myself, it's something that is really humbling. I think that is an interesting point as well. You know, we are all the way over in Perth, and and we're, although the bushfires are affecting WA, um, my mum actually got caught uh, on the way back to the farm for two days uh, because of the um, highway shutdowns. Not just because of the fires, but we're having devastating floods here at the moment as well because, yep. you know, climate change is real. Look it up. Um, read a book. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you can, it's very easy to get complacent, I guess, from our safe spot that, you know, yeah. things are really terrible out there. So it's nice to see people that are even further removed from the situation taking up, um, you know, uh, interest. From, from countries that have their own problems. Yeah, of course. And, you know, and it's not like this is uh, the, the fire is anything, you know, unique to us. You know, we had the Amazon fire and the California yep. fire all in the last few months. And, yeah, it's really nice. And so, like I said, lots of people outside of Australia, you know, there's an Overwatch community uh, requesting Blizzard to make charity skins for Australian um, the heroes, Junkrat and Roadhog. Uh, Rainbow Six fans have asked Ubisoft to do the same for the operators Mozzie and Gridlock. Um, there's like a thread on Reddit that's reached like, over a thousand upvotes. Um, and Fort- Fortnite doing the same thing on their subreddit, requesting uh, kangaroo koala firefighter themed skins to help raise money. Um, so yeah, that that's what I've been looking into this week, and it's it's nice for for you know it's a nice takeaway from something that is pretty tragic. Yeah, it's uh, oh, it. I, I just keep it's it, it's very it's very difficult over here to like to like see things clearly almost because like we're all the way over here and and it and it's good to it's good to see like it's good to see that you know the people over on the other side of our country aren't being forgotten. Yes, and, agreed. And it's it's really great. Actually, there was uh, one I, I noticed a notable another streamer who raised money. I didn't realize. I've heard of um, football players doing Twitch streams and whatnot, but there's uh, individual efforts of Mitch Robinson, uh, who's a player from Brisbane Lions. He raised over fifteen thousand dollars for a Rural Fire Association with his brother. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, um, I, I like to see. Is streaming something he does? Well, like, yeah, apparently. Yeah. But I, I, it's really nice to see streaming uh, entering, uh, I guess, the wider sports world in Australia. Yeah. Because AFL is the biggest you can kind of get over here. Right. Um, so, for an AFL player to step out and do something like that, uh, I thought it was quite cool. It, it, it piqued my interest. You're listening to Mainstream by Pixelsift. Visit us on pixelsift.com.au. 
This has been Mainstream by Pixel Civ, the show where we talk about the games we've been playing and the news we've been reading. Uh, my name is Mitch, and you can find me on Twitter at 643. Uh, just search that in Twitter to find me. And uh, Scott, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me now at SuperFunkyDope on Twitter, no longer at DJSQ. Um, but obviously, obviously, if you have any problems, just jump onto the Pixel Sift and you can probably find me through there. Yeah, you can find all the Pixel Sift stuff. That's right. There. And if you like this show, you can check out our award-winning podcast called Pixel Sift on our website. It's the show where we interview indie developers and talk about other gaming news. You can also head to our website, pixelsift.com.au, for articles, videos, and more. That's it for this episode of Mainstream. Uh, we'll catch you later. Once again, thanks for joining me, Scott. See us. If you're in the market for a super addictive puzzle game, you have to check out Mini Motorways on Apple Arcade. It's a city planning strategy puzzler with an incredibly satisfying gameplay loop. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today. That's sifter.com.au slash arcade for a free one-month trial of Apple Arcade, and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. New subscribers only, $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. 